Hey, podcast pals, it's Eva, your rancid and gamey host and life coach. Wait, scratch that. Rancid and gamey was after my workout. I've showered, so now I'm Eva, your dewy and illustrious host and life coach. <laughs> Blind spots in our lives can really be problematic. You think about driving your car down the interstate and you want to change lanes. And if all you do is check the rear view mirror and the side view mirror for the other cars, but there's a car in your blind spot and you don't double check there, you're going to hit that other car when you start merging over. But if you knew the car was there, you wouldn't merge. You'd wait until they passed or see if they slowed down to let you over. And if you've ever started to merge and come close to hitting somebody, I bet you were super vigilant the next time you wanted to change lanes and you checked that blind spot at least once, maybe twice before you started getting over. Am I right? Well, blind spots aren't just for cars. We have personal blind spots too, and we sabotage ourselves when we're not watching for them. These are the areas of ourselves that we can't see clearly, and today I want to shed some light on some of those blind spots in our lives, so buckle up, buttercup. Let's go explore some of them. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Eva Miller. As a domestic violence survivor turned life and wellness coach, I'm here to help you fully know your value, reclaim your power, and boldly create the life you love instead of living from someone else's script. So if you're feeling stuck and looking for help, or you just want to be reminded that it's okay to be your unique self in a conforming world, you're in the right place. Don't water down your wild. Step out of the race you never wanted to be in and forge your own path. Let's go. There are a lot of blind spots in our lives, and by that, I mean areas where we don't even realize we're sabotaging ourselves. If we realized it, we'd stop, right? So four things come as a result of us not being aware of our personal blind spots that lead to us sabotaging ourselves. The first is that they limit us and cause us to stagnate. If we're not aware of them, we get stuck in a never-ending loop. We repeat the same mistakes and fall into the same self-sabotaging patterns we've always been in. And where there's a pattern, there's usually a problem, right? And it all causes us to stay in our comfort zones. Growth doesn't happen in our comfort zones. It's like being in a hamster wheel, running like crazy and never getting anywhere, especially anywhere near our true potential. And by the way, if you're not interested in growing, you should probably go listen to like a true crime podcast or something, because all I basically talk about around here is up-leveling all the areas of our lives. The second thing that can result is that they strain our relationships. Because when we're unaware of our own limitations and shortcomings, it's really hard to understand how our actions and words can impact the people around us. And the ways that we miss this and self-sabotage wrecks havocs on our relationships with other people. And it usually comes in the forms of misunderstanding, conflict, and hurt feelings. It's like driving with your sunglasses on at night. The third thing is that they foster self-deception. I think we all like to think that we're pretty self-aware, but that illusion gets shattered because these blind spots are clouding our judgment and they make us believe things about ourselves that aren't entirely accurate. It's like looking at yourself in one of those funhouse mirrors, except you don't realize that you're the reflection that's distorted and then deceiving yourself that way holds you back. And the fourth potential result is that it blocks our personal growth. If we're not aware of our blind spots, we don't recognize the areas where we have to improve or learn or develop new skills. It's like trying to tend to your garden while you're blindfolded. You might prune the wrong plant or water the weeds instead of the flowers. So that list of those four results, I feel like it's one of those things that begs for more information, don't you? Because it's a little pie in the sky. 
like I kind of see some of those things, right? Blocking personal growth, fostering self-deception. Yeah, if I'm sabotaging myself, it would strain our relationships and keep me from causing me to stagnate or limiting me, right? Yeah, totally. But at the same time, I also find myself asking how. How do blind spots block personal growth? How do they make us deceive ourselves? How do they limit us? How do they cause stagnation? How do they strain relationships? And if you've been hanging around here for a while, you've heard me say that pie in the sky is fine, but I need some ham right where I am to make things practical and applicable. So I'm going to give you some ham. Because if you know where the blind spots are and how they cause you to sabotage yourself and trip you up, you can figure out what the next right step is for you. And that's what you want, right? To get unstuck, to break the chains that have been holding you back, to feel more free and have more joy. Yeah, I thought so. So I made a list of the 10 ways we sabotage ourselves without realizing it. And I'm going to go over them now. And I'm going to ask you some questions and you see if any of these resonate with you. Do you ever downplay your achievements? Do you ever minimize your accomplishments? Do you chalk them up to luck or some other outside factor, basically crediting anything other than your own skills and capabilities? Stop robbing yourself of what's true about you. Stop being a dirty filter and look at the truth about your talents, your skills, your knowledge, and your abilities as they exist. Do you have imposter syndrome? Do you ever feel like you're faking it or that your success is undeserved? despite the fact that there's evidence of your competence? Stop trying to decide your success and worthiness based on your feelings. Feelings aren't facts. Take a look. Look at the facts and realize that the data proves your success. Another question. Do you ever overemphasize perfection? Do you feel like you have to be perfect in all the areas of your life? Do you ever set unrealistically high standards for yourself and then feel inadequate when you fall short? I mean, think about that. You set the standard that's impossible, and then when you don't meet it, you feel like you're less than. What kind of twisted head game do we play with ourselves when we do this? It's nutty. Do you ever compare yourself to others, particularly people you think are more successful or accomplished than you? Or people maybe who you started off at the same time or at the same place with? Maybe you started working at the same company on the same day or the same week? Well, this only goes one of two ways, my friend. You admire the other person, but they're probably farther along in their journey than you are, or they're naturally t more talented than you in that particular area. And then somewhere along the way, your admiration turns to jealousy, and then it eventually ventures over into scarcity mindset territory because you think there's not room for you at the table. The other way it goes would be that you judge that person and then ultimately decide that they're not as good as you in whatever way. And then you get the big head and think that it this somehow increases your worth. And then you walk around with an inflated sense of importance and you think less of that person. That is a lose-lose situation right there. There's no winning with that kind of mentality. You're one of a kind. You are boldly and uniquely forged and comparing yourself to someone else is a huge waste of time and mental energy. Find a healthy way to channel your thoughts. Another question. Do you underestimate your skills and knowledge? Like, this is an area that really blows my mind on so many fronts. And I don't know if this is because of 
societal conditioning or a lack of recognition or both or something else altogether. I don't know. But a lot of women grossly underestimate their skills, their knowledge, and their expertise. Did you know that by and large, a woman won't usually even apply for a job unless she meets every single criteria listed in the description for the position? And then on the flip side, we usually over-exaggerate the areas in which we're weak. Like, what's up with that? And let me make things more interesting. I'm pretty sure I shared this story last year in an episode. So if it sounds familiar and you've been hanging around for a minute, that's probably why. But I'm going to tell it again because it really emphasizes the point that I'm making. It's a story of a person who's presenting at a conference. And it was a woman. And she asked any breastfeeding experts in the audience to identify themselves. And it was a big room full of people, many of whom were women, but not a single one of them identified themselves. But one man in the crowd raised his hand, saying that he had watched his wife breastfeed their child for three months. Let that sink in. Women in the audience, some of whom had to have breastfed their babies, didn't consider themselves experts at all. But a man who just sat by and watched someone else do it for three months did think he was an expert? Ladies, we got to do better. Humility is one thing, but denying the truth of yourself is a whole new level of denial. Another question. Do you constantly seek external validation? Instead of trusting your own judgment and recognizing your worth, do you count on approval from other people? This kind of goes along with comparing yourself to other people because ultimately they're both about not trusting yourself. Quit stunting your own growth. And why are you even looking for support from other people? They can't even emotionally support themselves. How are they supposed to emotionally support you? All right, another question. Do you fear failure and risk-taking? Maybe you're uber cautious when it comes to taking risks or stepping outside of your comfort zone because you're afraid of failure and the potential judgment that might come with it. And I totally get that. Sometimes the stakes are really high, and it's smart not to risk too much, but life isn't win or lose. It's win or learn. And honestly, more growth comes from losing than from winning anyway. And not taking any risks is going to lead you to a life of basically being in a pond where there's nothing flowing in or out and everything's covered in algae. And that's just gross. Do you feel uncomfortable with self-promotion? Maybe you feel uncomfortable and you're hesitant to showcase your achievements and talents. And it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or an employee for this one, because this is going to hinder your visibility and your recognition. I'm going to get in your face for a minute now, so get ready. You're an amazing gift to the world. And downplaying your abilities and skills, it's selfish on your part. I get it. It's hard to unlearn the idea that tooting your own horn is bad. Sometimes it still feels weird to me to talk about my coaching business and ask for a sale. You don't know who is praying for the help, who's praying for the answers, who's praying for the very service that you can provide. Choosing to hide your light under a bushel so that you don't feel uncomfortable or so that people don't judge you while someone else suffers, yeah, it's selfish. It's a little cold-hearted and it's cowardly. Why is it so hard to acknowledge we're good at one thing as easily as we acknowledge that we're bad at something else? I don't get it. Why are we quick to say, I'm not very crafty, or 
I'm running late all the time. I am not good at time management. But slow to say things like, I'm good at creating spreadsheets and other tracking systems, or I design great websites. It's okay to say you're good at something. You're not saying you're the best in the world. You're not saying that you're better than someone else because of it. You're just saying you're good at a thing. Let me ask it this way. If you were thinking about hiring a coach and you were considering me along with a couple of others, would you want me to tell you that sometimes I procrastinate filing the paperwork in my office? Would you care that higher math intimidates me like statistics? Ugh. Or would you want me to tell you about my coaching model, my method, my frameworks, the topics that we're going to cover while I guide you through a process of discovery and that leads you to decision-making and improving your performance and better living? Would you want to know what you could expect while working with me or just wait around and be surprised? Would you want to know in advance if I have some of the other things that might be important to you, like being empathetic, showing up on time, listening attentively, delivering your follow-up notes in a timely manner and not making you wait three weeks? Would you want to know that I take this as seriously as you do? Would you want me to be self-promoting so that you can make an informed decision? Or would you rather I just be more humble and not let you know what to really expect from me? Self-promotion is a necessary skill. It's one that you can and should learn because not being comfortable with this is definitely holding you back in more ways than one. All right, two questions left. Do you lack assertiveness? Do you struggle to assert yourself and advocate for your own needs? If so, this is leading to some missed opportunities, not to mention an even greater lack of confidence in yourself and your abilities. And if you're silent all the time, at the end of your life, who will have made your choices? Are you okay with getting whatever others gave you or whatever was left? Or do you think you might wish that you had asked for what you wanted? If you don't stand up for yourself, who will? You need to be your own advocate in every area of life. And if that's hard for you, then it sounds like it's time to clear up your throat chakra and start speaking your peace because your voice matters, even if nobody ever told you that before. Well, last question, do you internalize stereotypes and biases? Because these influences, these stereotypes and biases, they usually lead people, but particularly women, to question their competence in certain domains, and it undermines our self-confidence. We tend to always think of doctors and astronauts and engineers as men, and we're coming away from that a little bit. And while it's true that this woman is intimidated by high math concepts, a lot of women aren't. Why do we still act surprised when we hear of a male nurse or a female mechanic? It's 2023, not the dark ages, and we need to normalize people of both genders doing jobs they love and are good at. So, okay, there's your 10 questions. Did you see yourself in any of them? You know, I want to say not all of these blind spots are universal. We don't all sabotage ourselves the same way all the time. These things vary and it depends on our individual experiences and some culture context and stuff like that, but they all lead to the same result. And that is a lower self-confidence level, a lot more self-doubt and feeling like we're not enough. And with all due respect, my friend, we are too old to be that damn insecure. It's time for us to recognize and challenge the blind spots 
and the ways we sabotage ourselves. And the way to do that is by focusing on personal growth and supporting and validating ourselves instead of waiting for somebody else to do it. Feelings aren't facts, so how you feel about yourself isn't very objective. If you follow me on Instagram, then you might have seen the quote card that I shared from Nice Healing. It said, I might be a lot to handle, but I'm a lot to lose too, so jot that down. Own everything about yourself, the stuff you like and the stuff you don't. You can work on changing what you don't like, but it's not loving to not tell yourself the whole truth. It's more loving to be honest with yourself. All right, that's all I've got for you this time. Before I go, someone asked me a question in private that I answered, but I thought if one person had that question, someone else might have it too. So I wanted to bring it over here. The question was, who is your coaching program for? I'm interested, but how do I know if it's for me? And I think it's a great question. I actually had the same question when I started coaching with someone last year. My program is for people who want to increase their self-confidence. It's for people who want to feel more sure about their decision-making. It's for people who want to have more clarity about the direction of their life. And most importantly, it's for people who are ready to do the work to move their life to the next level. This isn't for people who are like, oh, I'm kind of interested maybe a little bit, or people who half-heartedly would show up or not want to do homework because there's usually a little bit every week. It's not anything like super time consuming. Anyway, keep the questions coming. I love the dialogue. We'll talk again soon. Okay, that's all I've got for you this time. If you want to see if my coaching program can help you, you can set up a Blue Skies call with me to learn more. It's free. I'm not high pressure. I'm not going to badger you. We just have a conversation. You tell me the things you need, what you're looking for, and I tell you what I do to help people and how my program might work with you. If they match up, great. If they don't, all you've lost is an hour of your time. Link is in the show notes. Talk to you next week.